Welcome to the Traders Point Church of Christ podcast. Abraham is one of the most well-known biblical figures, even still today. And his life, his relationship with God, and ultimately his faith are all recorded for us in remarkable detail throughout the pages of the Bible. So we're going to take eight weeks to work our way through his story and some of the important lessons that it holds for us today. And we're thankful that you've decided to join us. For more information on the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Thanks again, and enjoy today's conversation. Thank you once again for studying along with us. Uh, My name is Jeremy. I've got John with me, and we're continuing our study through the life of Abraham. Uh, We've talked about several things thus far uh, to kind of get us to where we are. A lot of um, positive things about Abraham in a lot of ways. Uh, the faith that uh, he lived his life with. Uh, but we've made this point already a couple of times that although he was a, an extremely faithful man and there's a lot of good principles to, to learn from his life, um, a, as God does with a lot of uh, men in Scripture, will remind us that uh, although he was a faithful man and made good, righteous decisions, he was not a perfect man. And he had struggles, and and he had weaknesses, and he had things that uh, that he really uh, he struggled with, and uh, we see one of those things pretty quickly. Uh, we didn't spend a whole lot, lot of time talking about it there in Genesis chapter twelve, but we are going to spend some time talking about uh, an issue that he has with patience, really in a lot of ways. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It, it takes on a, a face, a, a pretty specific face, but. I think in a lot of ways it comes down to patience, based off of a promise that God makes to him uh, a decade later, that promise still yet in his mind being fulfilled, and um, him just uh, being weary of waiting for that, his wife uh, along with him. And so uh, we're going to talk about the situation between Abraham, his wife Sarah, uh, her handmaiden Hagar, and then ultimately a child to be born, Ishmael. All of that really begins in in Genesis chapter 16. We're going to read a few verses from there here in just a moment. But before we do that, John, why don't you just catch us up context-wise, the kind of the life of Abraham that kind of get us up to the point where we are here in chapter 16. It's really helpful, the timestamps that we get throughout Abraham's story to kind of keep us in line with how much time has passed and where they are and what's going on. And You go back to chapter 12 when we kind of began this podcast series and those initial promises are made to Abraham. We're told that he was 75 years old. And here in chapter 16, we get a couple of those time stamps. Um, This is obviously, he had dwelt in the land for 10 years. And then once Ishmael is born, he's 86 years old. So a grand total of 11 years since those promises have been made to him in Genesis chapter 12. And so already a decent amount of time has passed. Uh, but time is going to continue to move very quickly. You get into chapter 17, he's 90 years old. In the next chapter, by the time Isaac is born, he's 100 years old. And so you can see time's moving quickly as we go throughout these chapters. And so it's important to keep that in mind because the time that has passed since those promises were made, I think, play into some of the decisions that are being made here by Abraham and by Sarah as they struggle with patience and, and they've had to deal with already some issues. We talked last week about the strife that existed between Abraham and Lot and how Abraham dealt with that. But this journey, um, while certainly God has been leading them, has has not been without some challenges. And, and they have so far dealt with those not perfectly but relatively well. 
But it's easy to understand as 11 years has passed that patience is going to begin to be something that they're going to struggle with. And that's what we're going to see as we read this story today and talk about this situation is when God was calling on Abraham to wait, Abraham and Sarah both were struggling with that. And I think there's a lot of good lessons that we're going to be able to learn from this story. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 16. We're just going to read a little piece here, verses 1 through 4. Uh, We'll certainly, John and I, as we continue to discuss it, we'll expand that context and the story out uh, just a little bit. But this will kind of put us in a good space and, and a good spot to start. So I'm in Genesis chapter 16. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. It says that now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. And so Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. And then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, And so he went into Hagar, and she conceived, and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. And we'll kind of hold there. The story unfolds. Uh, The relationship certainly between Sarai and and Hagar is strained in a a pretty big way. The relationship between Abram and Sarai is strained. Uh, She's conceived uh, a a son here. Ishmael is his name. He'll be uh, born just a, a little bit after this. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things to, you know, to take a look at, you know, here. And I think it's interesting, and we'll, we'll get into it, you know, as well, the way God handles this situation. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, it's one of those classic, uh, you know, when you step outside of God's will, that's what they're mm-hmm. doing here. There's right. no question about that. They step out of God's will. God isn't pleased with that. I mean, sin has occurred. They've stepped outside of God's will. There are consequences that come from that, mm-hmm. spiritual consequences that can be mended. Right. And I think are, no question about that, the way yeah. God handles it and uh, his long-suffering towards Abraham and Sarah and, um, and even the blessing of, of a child a little bit later, as you made mention. Mm-hmm. But that spiritual relationship and those consequences can be dealt with. God is able to do that. But even in the midst of that, there are still life and real world and physical consequences that even though maybe spiritually things have gotten straightened out, but yet there's still physical consequences that, that are, are in play. And I think sometimes we struggle with that today even a little bit, that when, when we, we sin and maybe there are physical ramifications, real world ramifications because of that, that if, if I straighten myself out with God and, and he forgives that sin, then those consequences kind of are, are going away. They, right. they, should, they yeah. should X out as well, and that just yeah. simply isn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an interesting example of that principle. Yeah, what we're seeing here are essentially two people. It seems as if Sarah kind of initiates this, but Abram certainly goes along with it, and he's, he's just as guilty. But there, there are two people who decide to take matters into their own hands. Yep. And when that happens, everything blows up in their face just as it should, because that's what happens when man tries to take matters into our own hands. We saw it in the garden with Adam and Eve. We've seen it throughout time. 
when man, as you said, steps outside of what God has asked and takes matters into our own hands and thinks we've got a better way of doing something, or you know what, God said this, but he just kind of messed it all up and it's not going to work, so I'm going to make it happen. When we have that type of mentality, it will never work out in our best interest. Right. It never does. And I don't know how many examples God has to give us before we as a people learn that lesson, but but staying within the boundaries that God creates and waiting on him and doing things in his time, that's when things work the way that he has intended them. Now, God has a plan that's going to come through Isaac, and nothing that Abraham and Sarah are going to do are going to mess up or disrupt that plan. That's still going to happen because that's God's will. But but they do everything that they can do to blow this whole situation up because of their impatience, because of their lack of faith in this situation, because of just an unwillingness to wait on God and do things in his time. And it is such a sad story as a it result is. of that. We get this, almost a very similar story with David and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. Obviously, certainly different circumstances, but but no less sad when when he steps outside of what God wants from him and, and he has a child um, with Bathsheba and you see the tragic consequences that come as a result of that, stepping outside of God's will and taking matters into our own hands never works out and there are real physical, tangible consequences for doing so. Yeah, it is a sad story. I mean, you, you and, and certainly what almost what makes it even more sad is when this, this child is born, you know, Ishmael, uh, he didn't make any of these decisions. He, right. he didn't have anything to do with this. Nothing. But it, he pays the price even. I mean, there's lots of people that pay the price here. I mean, it gets to the point, you know, if you expand this context out a little bit, that, you know, Sarah, you know, this has backfired on her when she thought, that, hey, this is going to be a good idea. And then very quickly she's like, I, I can't handle I can't handle it, right? He's My husband's with another woman. My husband has a son who isn't mine. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the looks of that, and nobody's getting along. And then ultimately, Hagar and Ishmael have to leave. I mean, they've got to go. They've got to go away. And yeah. so now you have, you know, this uh, this woman and her young son, and they've got to they've got to leave. And it is a tragic, tragic situation. Well, that tragedy came by people stepping outside of God's way, mm-hmm. His will, His direction, yep. and that is one of the big points that's that's being talked about. And I think, you know, what it all comes down to, and you know, for us is it is that lack of patience, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, we, we sometimes forget God doesn't operate in the, the same time frame that we do, and we start to build into our minds as they did here. Hey, those promises were made 10 years ago, and 10 years is an awful long time. We're not getting any younger. It seems as if there's some allusion made to there being attempts you know, for her to conceive and to, you know, to get pregnant, that they've been attempting this and it just, it just isn't going. And, you know, they blame God in a lot of ways. He's Mm -hmm. closed me up and, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and, you know, they're just, they're like, this is as far as makes sense. And so they take, as the phrase that you've said, they've take matters into their own hands. And when man takes matters into their own hands, it just, it all falls apart. Um, And that's, you know, Jeremiah will make that point, right? Man's not equipped to do it. Hmm. We're not equipped to direct our own steps. We've got to take lead from God. And if we're willing to do that, great blessings follow. If we aren't willing to do that, that leads to tragedy. And that's ultimately what we see here. Yeah, I think the point you made about, you know, God operating outside of our understanding of time is, is really important. And I think we do struggle with that today. I mean, how many times 
I, you know, I fall into this trap too, where, you know, I look around the world today and I see all the wickedness that's taking place and all of just the, the ungodliness that we see surrounding us. And I think, you know, how long is God going to allow this to, to go on? Because my, my view of time is that this has totally consumed the world and that this is it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And how long is God going to allow this to go on? And I have to remind myself that God will allow this to go on as long as he wants to, because he can put a stop to it any moment he wants. Whenever God is ready to end this world and put, a, put an end to things, he will do so. But he's not going to do so because I feel like it's been long enough, God. You need to, you need to come put a stop to this. <laughs> right. He's going to do so because it's in his time. And, and that, that is a, a stark reminder when I read a story like this that, that I, too, have to be patient and I too have to wait on God. And you know, we we made a note of it at the beginning that you know, ten years had passed since those initial promises were were made to Abram. That's a long time, and fourteen more years are going <laughs> to pass after this before they actually have Isaac. That's a long time. Uh, it's a long time to anybody, but especially when you're waiting on something like the birth of a child. That's a long time to wait. But again, we're not, we're not waiting. We have, we have to separate our idea of waiting and our concept of time and remember that God has a plan. Did God make that promise to Abraham? Yes, he did. Therefore, whenever God is ready to bring Isaac onto the scene, he will bring Isaac onto the scene. And that's, that's a level of faith and confidence that all of us should have in God. But it is difficult. And a reminder of that using the time frame that we see here over these few chapters of Genesis, I think is is important to keep in mind that God's always asked people to wait on him. And it's a, it's a matter of faith as to whether or not we're able to do that. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the questions of trust in a lot of ways, right? Do you, do you trust God, you know, the, in a general way? Uh, do you trust that he's listening when you pray, right? Do you trust that he can do something about it? Uh, and... Uh, do you trust that he's in control, right? I mean, yeah. and so if it's yes to those questions, uh, the byproduct of that is patience, right? You're being able to wait, being able to wait on him. And I'm able to wait on him because I trust him. I'm able to wait on him because he knows what's best. I'm able to wait on him because he's in control. Uh, I'm able to wait on him because he's listened, right? I'm, a, I'm able to 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 wait because I trust and I have faith. And it's a lesson that Abraham had to learn here. Listen, Abraham's a man of faith. I mean, we've we've yeah, already made sure. that point, but he he had to he had to kind of learn some patience. And um, hey, God was willing to teach it to him. I mean, there's just no there's just no getting around it. You've made the point. You know, Ishmael is coming. Abraham and Sarah both pretty, almost immediately know that that was a was a mistake, and they acknowledge that. Yep. And um, it, it's not ten years this time; it's fourteen more years. And uh, and God is is helping Abraham learn. He's helping him learn to trust Him uh, in in all of those in all of those many ways. Where if they thought you know at seventy and seventy five and eighty was going to be a struggle having a child, well God says, well let's wait till you get a hundred, mm-hmm. and um, and I'll I'll make it happen then to to showcase right. And, and so it, it is just an incredible story of how God can teach. And, uh, and, you know, the goodness of people who are willing to learn. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why this is such a difficult lesson and such a difficult thing for us to put into practice is, is because we have this fear of the unknown that, that consumes us at times. And I think from Abraham's perspective, he didn't know what the future looked like for him. 
Now, he knew the promises that God had made to him, but the fulfillment of those was all living in the unknown realm. And the same is true for us. We, we go day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour through our lives. You know, I don't know what the next hour of my life holds. I don't know what the next day or the next week or the next year holds for me. That all lives in the unknown, and there is an anxiousness that can associate with that if we're not careful, where we get so caught up in wanting to direct our own steps through that time period that we don't know yet what it's going to hold for us, that we begin to try and micromanage our life through these unknown stages instead of putting our lives in God's hands and allowing him to direct us and lead us and guide us. And, and that's, I think, what we're seeing here with Abraham and, and Sarah is they're trying to micromanage the situation. They're trying to be like, okay, here's the finish line. Here's where God said he was going to get us. Now we're going to maneuver ourselves however we see best to try and get there. As opposed to, this is what God said is going to happen, therefore I'm going to put my life and my trust in God and allow Him to get me there. And those are two very different mindsets. And I think all of us probably have to to make decisions along the way that reflect a willingness to put our trust in God. It's a lot easier to sit here across the table from you and say that. It's, it's much more difficult to put that into practice. But it's something, it's not just Abraham that has to deal with this. All of us have to deal with this along the way. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, we'll go ahead and put the brakes on right here. Uh, we've made mention of Isaac, a, a son that will be born a little bit later, uh, a couple of times already in this episode. And that's really in a lot of ways where we'll be heading next. Uh, we'll spend some time talking about Isaac, his birth, some things specifically in his life, even as we uh, continue and then close uh, here in a few episodes, the story of Abraham. Certainly when Isaac comes on the scene, uh, he'll really uh, dominate Abraham's story all the way up until his death. And so I'm looking forward to kind of getting into that, and we'll begin that journey together next week. <laughs> 